We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. The score! Reggie Jackson will just dribble it over the midcourt line, and this ball game is over. Bulls win! Bulls win! Bulls win in the Mile High City of Denver, Colorado. 117.96 over the Denver Nuggets. Wow, what a ball game all around for your Chicago Bulls. Very, very impressive. You better believe it. They're allowed. Every once in a while, things can click for them and they can move and run different actions in the same possession and it's not your turn my turn and the ball doesn't stick and they get back on defense and they have active hands and all other nice things you want to say about them darnell mayberry is the bulls senior writer for the athletic he is also the founder and author of money talks which you can find at moneytalks101.substack.com. He's on Twitter at Darnell Mayberry, and he's on the Score Hotline, presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Hey, Darnell. What's up, guys? How y'all doing this afternoon? We're doing all right, and, and the Bulls had a very impressive showing. I, I know it's got to be, like, you've seen this, and you even wrote about it in The Athletic this morning, where, yeah, the the, the Bulls are definitely capable of, doing stuff like this the problem is they don't do it enough so what are the things that if if you're being as optimistic as possible that you look at what the what they did last night and think can be duplicated going forward i think the ball movement um you know because they didn't shoot the ball well last night at all i think they were eight of 25 from three-point range but then uh they were highly efficient from two-point range, and, and you know, DeMar and, and Zach obviously uh, get into the free-throw line as they always do, but they were moving the ball well, cutting without the ball. Dan just alluded to it, uh, and, and just finding the open teammate. Um, even though they didn't shoot the ball well, they were highly efficient offensively uh, because of those things that we're craving to see out of them all season. And with only 16 games left, I mean, you just wonder if it's too late, But but that's the way that we all know that this team is capable of playing. It's just they haven't done it consistently all year. See, I don't wonder. I know it's too late. It's, it's probably <laughs> a lot of this stuff is uh, – this, this cake is baked, I think, for these Bulls. But it still gives you an inkling as, as to what it would look like had things sort of maximized themselves. I thought that the altitude substitution pattern was – 
maybe befits this roster a little bit better of giving guys shorter shifts and fresher legs and some different groupings kept things from bogging down. I, I think maybe you go to that regardless of elevation. Yeah, it was interesting because it's not just Billy Donovan, but most coaches, especially with their stars, want to play those guys for extended stretches so that they can get their rhythm. The star players prefer to play that way as well so that they can find their comfort zones. And so I don't blame Billy Donovan for for going all season and doing what coaches traditionally do and players traditionally prefer. Uh, But I think you're right. With that altitude, and we asked uh, Vucevic about it before they went out to Denver, uh, whether or not it's it's, as cracked up as it it's made to be, and he said it is, that altitude out in Denver. So credit Billy Donovan for changing some things and then trying to figure out a way to uh, defend that, that high-octane, explosive Denver Nuggets offense. And, and I wrote, again, it was the best win of the, the season for the Bulls, and I think it was, given what they were up against. Their backs were against the wall trying to get in that play-in tournament and to go out there and win at a team that's 30-4 and four at home. Uh, that was as impressive as, as we've seen all season from the Bulls. Darnell, I'm not trying to be a, a, a problem when it comes to who's getting shots and who's not, but I felt like last night's box score was about perfect for a formula for the Bulls to win. You had Zach doing his thing, you had Vooch doing his thing, and you had DeMar on an off-shooting night being a distributor with eight assists. I feel like as we get you know closer towards the end of DeMar's career, and I know that he can still come up with big shots and make big shots. I, I feel like if they're gonna if they're gonna run this back or some version of running this back, I I would almost prefer that DeMar be a little bit more facilitator than than alpha scoring guy. Well, first off, I just cringed when you said the thought about them running this back <laughs> again. <laughs> uh, you know, some version of it I can take, but the, the, the continuity thing, again, I think has expired. So uh, let's put that to bed. But I, I don't, I don't uh, disagree with you with DeMar taking on more of a facilitator role. We've seen him do that in San Antonio. Uh, I don't know if he's at the point of his career where he feels like he's ready to do that, and we've seen it time and time again when players age. Uh, a lot of times in whatever sport, they have a hard time letting go. Uh, and so DeMar DeRozan has been a scorer his whole life. To get him to change at 34 years old, I think is going to be a tall tall uh, ask of him. Uh, I just don't know if he's ready to do that yet, Lawrence. Something I've been thinking through, Darnell, has been uh, presuming, and now more than ever with the latest news, that Lonzo Ball is just not going to be a part of this. And, and setting aside that piece... I, I understood the defensive plan with Caruso and Ball and a- attacking opposing guards, winning against some of those high ball screens. But if you're not going to have that consistently, isn't the response, however they've got to find it, via trade, via via draft, whatever you got to do, to just get some rim protection, at the very least, you can put somebody on the back line to shore it up a little bit. That That is one guy you can find in the offseason. I, w- I would say maybe even beyond depth shooting and everything else, go get somebody to make it all easier on everybody else. Do you think that is a priority for them now? It should have been a month ago, um, and I, mm-hmm. I'm going to be the one that's going to continue to harp on this Bulls team not doing anything at the trade deadline. I mean, here we are a month 
uh, to the day out from the February 9th trade deadline when they <laughs> made the strange decision to stand pat and, and do nothing uh, when now here we are with reports that, that Lonzo Ball is headed for potentially a third operation on this, this problematic knee. If, if that's coming out 30 days later, it's clear that the front office had to know it wasn't headed in the right direction uh, at the deadline. And so you would have thought that they would have done something to shore up this roster, whether it was another point guard, whether it was backcourt depth, whether it was uh, front court stability and a shot blocker, as you're mentioning. Anything is going to help this roster. And, I mean, we're seeing that with Pat Beverly, uh, and I think they could have done better at the deadline, whether or not they were buyers or sellers. They could have made uh, a decision to pick a direction as opposed to trying to fight for the 10th seed. Well, that's another question that Dan and I have been been kind of hitting around back and forth. Do do they see making the play in as a victory? Is it validation? Is that alone validation, or would the validation have to come with them getting into the actual playoffs? They shouldn't. Uh, but I think that they're going to, at the end of this season, point to Lonzo Ball missing the, the entire year. I think they're going to point to. Uh, the refs and, and some of these last two-minute reports. I think they're going to report to some uh, report uh, some of those uh, point to some of those uh, last-second games that went against them this year that that went their way last season. Uh, and so there are a lot of different re- ways you can justify this season oh, uh, going sideways. They better not do that. That that is some small-time yeah, petty bullcrap. If they go there I'm with referees you, Dan, and oh, they, if you're right about that. If, if you're right about that, there's going to be a problem. If this team wants to talk about trophies in a case and parades and all that stuff, and you're going to give me, well, this year wasn't so bad because the refs screwed us, I'm not, I'm not here for any of that. Now, they won't come out and, and point directly to the refs, but, I mean, the, the history is, is right there in front of us. I mean, we've seen how many times the last two-minute report came out and said that the officials made an incorrect call. I mean, in some way or another, they can allude to that and say, uh, you know, that they felt like they didn't get a fair shake in, in, at the end of some games. I mean, that, that's, that's a fact. I mean, whether or not they say it blatantly or not, uh, they, they know that it went against them this season. Yeah, I, I'm, yeah I, but you know what? They've kind of been looking for – some of those excuses over the last uh, few weeks to explain why they're still, what, six games under 500. I hate to ask you this again, Darnell, because every time that you're on, I have to ask you about this. Anyone that covers the Bear, the, the Bulls, I have to ask them about this. I feel like I'm seeing something unlock with p Am I just seeing what I want to see, or is he becoming more aggressive and playing with more of an understanding of what he can do? No, I absolutely agree with you, and I think it's about time. Put it that way. Uh, and yes. Everyone has, has waited on seeing this version of Patrick Williams. I mean, that second half that he had last night uh, where he just made his presence felt, whether it was an offensive rebound, uh, 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 a nice, aggressive two-dribble pull-up, or, or going all the way to the basket and finishing, uh, he just made his presence felt in a way – in a big game that the Bulls needed with everyone healthy. You know, those are the things that we're, we're saying about Patrick Williams throughout his career now. I and mean, we've seen flashes of it, but it's always been a caveat. And so last night I think was one of his best performances uh, given the, the magnitude of the moment. And he, he, he rose to the occasion. I've been rooting for him. And I, it's a, he's, 
sometimes he just makes me crazy because I, I, he seems like a terrific kid and I, I, I don't want him to be a jerk out there. I don't want him to have to turn into somebody he's not, but it's almost like he does. It's he's got to discover that whatever the football players can do sometimes could, 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 to flip that switch, and that's still not there. The skills are getting there. It's, it's and I think Cowley pointed this out a while back, Darnell, that in in this, his nonlinear development, the actual shooting touch has gotten better before some of the physical stuff. So it's almost like he's doing it out of order. And I've never quite seen a, a developmental arrangement like this. Yeah, the one thing that I'm noticing is more off the court, and I wrote about this last week at The Athletic, he's finding his voice. And and what's interesting to me, you know, when we see them in the locker room joking around with each other, DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine, and even Kobe White are all picking on Patrick Williams a little bit. His locker is sandwiched between all three of those guys. And, and, uh, and so it's just coming at him nonstop. And what we've seen this season, I couldn't help but notice that Patrick Williams is starting to go back at those guys and, and, uh, and in front of us, no less. So uh, for him to do that and find his voice, I think that's a, a small sign of him getting more comfortable uh, in the league and, and in his surroundings. And I think you're seeing that play out, translate on the court as well. Darnell, do you think it's a lock that, that Vooch resigns? No. I've been saying that all season. Uh, and Billy Donovan said something last night when I asked about Vucevic after the game uh, that I think we should remember. Uh, you, if you go back and listen, he, he said that Vucevic is, is going to thrive. He's the type of player who thrives uh, next to a, a guard, a point guard who can get him involved and get him more in his spots, that type of thing. Uh, and so if you look at the Bulls and you look at what the news is on Lonzo Ball today, uh, why would he be interested in coming back to this team when point guard is, is the, the, the position uh, that they find hard, hardest, I guess, to find some stability at? And so uh, between that, his fit being third banana to DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine um, and the losing, I just don't see it as a lock by any means that Nikola Vucevic will be back. Then, then why – I mean, I know that you've already said, why didn't you do anything at the trade deadline? It just seems like the idea of him walking out the door after what he cost you, it it seems like such a huge mistake if that's what ends up happening. Hey, can you imagine if the season ends with him leaving and then you end up with like the sixth or seventh pick and you have to watch that convey to Orlando after all this? It could be bad. It could be really bad. I mean, I, I, I anticipate they'll try to re-sign him. I anticipate... Uh, that Vujovic is also going to try to find the best situation for himself and his, his family. And that means uh, the best fit on the court and the best uh, financial situation uh, that comes with it. Would they be in a position for a sign and trade because of bird rights? They can, but I just don't know if another team will be willing to, to give up something unless they're getting off of a massive contract to do it, which, I mean, the Bulls could have done that at the deadline if they were going to do it. And that's what I thought they would would try to do knowing where this season was headed. But uh, unless they're willing at that point to take back something that a team just really, really wants to get off of and would not be probably all that great for the Bulls, uh, I I don't see a team uh, giving up something when they can sign him outright on on their own. Now that you've had a a couple of weeks of Patrick Beverly as a Bull, 
what's real and what's myth when it comes to his impact on the team? Well, you know, I think his defense, um, you know, there are times when he's been put in front of certain players, uh, the young kid uh, for the for the Pacers. Um, I, um, I think it was the Pacers. Uh, no, it wasn't Halbert. It was um, Nemhard? I can't. I can't think of the, the – it might not have been the Pacers, but there was a kid that uh, he was in front of that, that it's like there's no way that he can handle certain guys like that. So um, those are the types of matchups that I'm saying Patrick Beverly is probably not going to make a difference in. But, I mean, you're seeing other matchups where he's, he's guarding bigger players and uh, really getting under him and, and, and being a, an irritant. So uh, I, I like it from that standpoint i like it from holding his teammates accountable we saw it early on with Bucevic. we think we saw it uh, again last night with someone i think it might have been levine uh he was on a miscommunication with and and so he's straightening those things out immediately whereas before you know players might have let it slide so those are the types of things that i'm seeing an impact on and uh and i think he i think it's been i think it's been a good addition for the bulls darnell thank you appreciate it look forward to talking again soon all right, guys, take care. That is Darnell Mayberry, the Bulls senior writer for The Athletic. Lawrence has a team close to his heart that had some good things, some rare good things happen Woo! to it yesterday. It was wild yesterday. It was really, I, I mean, I, you got it. When you're a DePaul basketball fan, you have to take your joy where you can find it. And that joy was almost taken away from us at the end of the game. We will discuss that. Coming up next on The Score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Bernstein and Holmes, midday 10 to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. So last night, I am losing my bleep on the plane watching DePaul play Seton Hall in the Big East tournament. Now, look, I wasn't even planning on watching DePaul because it's been such a disappointing year, Dan. Like, I wasn't, that wasn't my goal for the night. But I'm sitting there on the plane and I'm watching it. Tim Brando and Bill Raftery. Like it felt like it felt like an old shoe, man. Like listening to those two guys calling Big East basketball. They were having so much fun. And obviously I'm interested in the game, but the broadcast I thought was dynamite. Like they had they they had fun, so I was having fun. And they're busting each other's balls and they're telling old stories and there's a great like history of the Big East that's going on. Meanwhile, they were very prescient in what they were saying about the game. Like they were both like, "Hey, this game is uh, midway through the second half, they were like this game could go to overtime. Like these two teams are playing it that close and they stayed on it. It was it was it was top-notch broadcasting. And then at the end, I thought I thought that my heart was about to be broken in the most cruel way when it comes to DePaul basketball, and I have seen quite a few heartbreaks. DePaul comes down, and they have the lead in the game, and there's like two seconds left or whatever. Seton Hall comes down, and it looks like DePaul blocks the shot, but then the referees call basket interference and count the basket with DePaul being being up one. So it looks like they've just lost in this game. I want to give you both calls. Let's start with with the the, the FS1 call and and hear how they played it out. They're going to take a look at it. Wow, indeed. How quickly. Unbelievable. What a set play. I've never seen a game end like this. Oh, my goodness. It was in the cylinder. Bill, remember, anywhere in that cylinder. still in flight. Oh. If it's above the rim, if it's above the rim, it's technically inside the cylinder. He's in the air, too. Yep. That's all that needs to happen. If the ball is above the rim and inside the cylinder, you count the basket. That's part of the shot, by the way. Yep. Happened to the bucket game earlier this year, you might recall. Oh, 
boy, this is one for the ages right here, this replay. This comes down to tenths of a second and where the ball was when it was rejected. Right there. That's not in the cylinder. That would be DePaul victory. But there, inside that cylinder, that's a basket. And again, you're going to have to use all uh, of the tenths of a second to make this call. Wouldn't want to be Evan Burrows. Brent game's over. Walden. It is DePaul. You're right. It is DePaul. Wow. Imagine, imagine me, Dan, on a plane mm -hmm. watching this. And imagine everything that I'm going through and not wanting to disturb the other people who are on the plane. I I was just like, what? What do you mean it was goaltending? Oh, it can't be goaltending. Like, that's, that's a very DePaul way for us to lose. Is anybody else watching this? No one else was watching it. I was the only right. person that was watching it. And, and so I'm like, oh, heartbreak and then joy. And they'll get an opportunity to play tonight, 6 o'clock tonight on the score, I believe, uh, that they'll, they'll have their game against Xavier. So now, why don't we hear the ginger-haired genius? Our guy, Zach Zabin, was front row for this. This is how he called it. Oda Kelly has it across the line, straight away, straight down the middle of the lane, scoop left, blocked away by Ongenda, blocked away by Ongenda. Now they call, hold on, are they calling goaltending? In a made basket, Femi Odekali. They call a goaltending violation on the Blue Demons on the layup attempt by Odakali. Wow. Ongenda called for a goaltending violation. Wow. The officials have gone to the replay monitor. Dave, you just saw a replay. He caught that on the way up. That was a great block. Ongenda came from behind, whacked the ball hard. It's a block shot, no basket. The final score, DePaul 66. Seton Hall, 65. Demons win! Demons go to the second round. <laughs> you damn right they do! You damn right they do! <laughs> That's so much fun. And just you know, hearing, like you say, Brando and Raftery for a game like that, for a Big East game, for those of us that sort of cut our teeth on, on experiencing Big East basketball. Like, what was it? Was it Big Tuesday? And then it was Big Wednesday. There was uh, ESPN at night when I was in college. It was like Big East, Big 12, Big Sky or something like that. And Raftery was always – Mike Gorman, I think, was the play, main play-by-play -play guy for the Big East games. And Raftery always sounded Big East because he was yes. – he coached Seton Hall for 12 years, and he knew that league inside and out. And, and, and in, in the heyday of Georgetown and St. John's and all of those rivalries in there, he was in Pitt and send it in, Jerome! Like all of – you just got excited for those games – so to have him on, and he's still terrific. He still sounds great and does his homework and teaches you the game. Onions! So I I, I totally know what you mean when you have the right broadcasters for the right game. Yeah, you, you know, it's it's your game or whatever, so you, you know, you're, you're paying hyper attention to it. But it just felt good. You know, like it's been a... It, it, it's been a college basketball season that I think has been mostly forgettable. Like there hasn't been a lot of special stuff. There's been news and there's been scandal, but as far as the games being played, it's it hasn't been that memorable. 
And and sitting there in a moment where you're like, oh man, Big East tournament, let's go. Like it felt, it felt they did a wonderful job. And 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 I think this is part of the job of someone who's doing play by play at the national level. They made it feel big. They they weren't just looking at it as here are two teams that aren't going to the NCAA tournament. And let's just get through this broadcast so we can get to the broadcast that we really want to do, the the games that that are played Thursday, Friday, Saturday. They didn't do that. They they gave a real big game broadcast to it. And honestly, look, you're talking about two of the best that have ever done it, and I understand that. I wish that when you have some of these conference tournament games – I feel like a lot of the broadcasters don't give the early round games that might be good the same due because they're saving their energy. You know, like they're conserving for the semifinal and the final. It's a hard grind to do that many games in that few days. But as a DePaul fan, I felt like my team got their propers. I felt like the broadcast didn't treat them like they're the, the the college basketball team and that's been the most disappointing in the last 20 years in the country. They well, they treat they called the game that was in front of them. Yeah, and what I've found in in my experience calling college basketball and doing conference tournaments etc is that the the game the atmosphere will will bring you to where you have to be cuz you've done it too. And when it's 11 in the morning in an empty gym, <laughs> it's really hard. It's really difficult to to do that, and it can come off as phony, and it can sound discordant and tinny and weird. So, But when the energy's really there, that's your responsibility as a play-by-play guy and as a broadcast to channel the energy in the room. Demons win! Demons go to the second round! And I damn right, Zach. And I I think the energy was in the room in large part. I really do. Yeah, and and it it had the it luckily, this is one of the few times where DePaul's been the the night game. You're right. A lot of times they're the eleven AM game and there's no one there. God, but I, last night I remember having I was set to do a game on our airwaves, and it was like the early afternoon and McNeil McNeil was was like was sending it to the pregame and just bitching about the fact that there was some rag ass DePaul basketball game on in his and the time of his show. Like, I guess we're actually putting this on our air right now, so stay tuned for this. And I'm on the I'm listening down the line, getting ready, like excited and, and getting ready to do my call. And he's like, "Well, I guess we're not gonna have any fuel crew today because you got to listen to DePaul basketball." <laughs> <laughs> like, thanks, dude. Thanks. I'm very excited. To be here, very happy. I mean, believe me, I I, I get you because it was the same way with us and, and White Sox spring training games in the middle of the Boers and Bernstein show in March, and I'm just like, well, there there goes our your ratings bonus. You know, we can cashier that. They're taking money out of my pocket by doing this. Here's more White Sox spring training for you. Well, I got some bad news for you for tomorrow, Dan. What? <laughs> well, who does it? Does we're our show will be over, but. 
Cubs White Sox spring training tomorrow on the score. Well, that's a Cubs Sox game, you know. That's the bragging rights game. I've already they made me record a promo for it. Mitch had me record a promo no, talking he did about not. bragging rights. I don't believe you. I I do think. Do we have the promo in there? Because, did he, now, are you, okay. Full disclosure. I think I recorded it where if you listen carefully, you can hear the sarcasm in my voice. I tried to thread a needle on it because when you do a promo, it's, it's got to be earnest. And usually when, when Mitch asks you to do it, he's asking you for a reason. But I saw the copy. I'm like, oh, my God. Like I'm, I've got to – I have to record a promo for a cubs Sox spring training game? And it was written like the, the bragging rights are on the line, and I think I I think I got it just at the level where if you know me well enough, you know I'm not to, you know I'm making fun of it. So I, I would I would love for you to find it because I it was it was a one shot thing. Did, did you record it, Rankin? Was it you? Yeah, I recorded it. I'm not sure it's edited down and posted yet, so I'm, I'm trying to okay. find it. Yeah, but, let's let's not throw it on with no, all but, the f bombs. No, that Dan no, no. Was it was, I think out there. I, I think I got it in one take. Oh, it was clean. Yeah, it was clean. Okay, okay. But, but but you you know what I was trying to do on that, right? You did you did it from like like you had a Hang side on, I'll, smile. I'll pull one second, give me a second. All right, He's, a little side smile. that's going yes, on there. Yes, I I tr- I tried because like you you can't. How can you earnestly? Do like Cubs fans, Sox fans, and throw out the records in these teams read on, on, on March tenth. I mean, what what are we doing here? What are we, really, like, hey, I got to clear out space in my afternoon because boy, I'm, I'm going to be hanging on every single pitch on the score. I mean, come on. Right? All right, so how about this? So we give Rankin a chance to find it. Why don't we take a break? We'll come back. We'll hear that. And we'll hear from the best anti-hero slash possible villain in the NBA on stuff that's going on. We'll do that next here on The Score. Cubs Spring Training on The Score is sponsored by Sloan, official water efficiency partner of the Chicago Cubs. This segment's brought to you by 5-Hour Energy. Replace your afternoon coffee with a 5-Hour Energy. It's perfect when you're feeling coffeed out. And your stomach will thank you. Discover 5-Hour Energy. Learn more at 5-HourEnergy.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You're listening to Bernstein and Holmes. Middays 10 to 2 on 670 The Score. Chicago baseball fans, as spring training continues, check out a special crosstown 
battle for bragging rights in Arizona. That's right. Listen to the Cubs take on the White Sox tomorrow starting at 155 right here on The Score with Hall of Fame broadcaster Pat Hughes and Ron Coomer with all the action. Only on Sports Radio 670 The Score, your official radio home of the Cubs and always live on the free Odyssey app. So what do you think? You're a jerk. I can I can totally hear it. It's not in the second part where you're talking about Pat Hughes, but it's definitely in the first part. No, I tried to give it sort of the Norm MacDonald punchline kind of thing. Uh-huh. Battle for bragging rights. <laughs> Chicago baseball fans, as spring training continues, check out a special crosstown battle for bragging rights in Arizona. That's <laughs> right. Listen yep. to the Cubs take on the White Sox tomorrow, right. starting at 155 right here on the score. Okay. So, yeah, that's. That, you nailed it. Okay, good. Yes. You so, absolutely. I, so, I have it. plausible deniability for somebody to listen to that and say, okay, that, that sounds like he was, he was doing his job and doing what is asked of him for that kind of thing. And also, people who listen carefully know that I think it's pretty much horse crap. Oh, right? Yes, yes indeed. Okay. That is the case. <laughs> it was worth it. It was worth it. <laughs> you know what? Well, wait. So wait, what's the deal with the afternoon show today? I'm on it. What? I'm working a double. So what do we do? Are you going to take crosstalk off? No, we do crosstalk. Oh, what else? I, I mean, what am I going to do? I don't know. Nap? Like maybe, maybe you wanted to go get a drink of water, or go to the bathroom, or go get something to eat real quick. Uh, no, I don't know. I mean, the only thing I'm, I'd, I'd actually like to get some exercise in, but I don't, I don't know how I'm going to do that. I can walk up and down the halls every break. Well, we do have a gym. I can't run to the gym. Go get 20 minutes in on the bike. Not a terrible. I don't need to be all schwitzy. I don't, it's going to be yeah, gross. Yeah, you definitely don't want that. All right, well, then let's do this. Um, one more thing. You know how there's we've been talking about the Grizzlies and how Ja Morant is one part of some of the issues with them, but there's been other issues like mm-hmm. Dylan Brooks and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, Draymond Green, and I can't figure out if he's the, the anti-hero or the villain. I, I lean towards villain, but I would understand someone saying that he's an anti-hero. Uh, uh, he had some things to say about Dylan Brooks and the Warriors and everything that they seem to be about. This idiot said, I don't know what Draymond does out there. He said, I don't like Draymond at all. You don't know me. I just don't like Golden State. I quite frankly wouldn't like a team that beats me all the time either. I don't like anything to do with them. Quite frankly, you you were a little kid in high school watching us win championships. Should be happy that you even witnessed that. Maybe college, but you get the point. You're a fan. Draymond talks a lot. You talk a lot now. So if you have four rings, sure, you talk a lot more. For All-Stars, you probably talk a bit more. Defensive player of the year, you for damn sure would talk more. Two Olympic gold medals, you definitely would be talking because that would mean you you beat Team USA. And we all know how that goes. So... Gets away with a lot, too. What exactly do I get away with? I have 15 texts, one less than your dumb ass. Okay, great. His game is cool. If you ever wondered why the Memphis Grizzlies is not ready to compete for a championship, look no further than this idiot right here. They're actually depending on this guy to help them win a championship. And he says his game is cool. Quite frankly, that just shows how little you know about basketball. And yet, y'all, you running around talking about a dynasty? 
The dynasty starts after you, not with you. No lies detected. No lies detected from Draymond on that. Going to list his credits. Yeah, he listed all of them too. I, I'm not mad at him for it at all. <laughs> this idiot trying to help them win a championship. <laughs> yeah, walking in like Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, that's good. That's really, really. That's good. good. I mean, all these guys have podcasts, man. Hey. It's all right. You know, they don't need to do it in press conferences. They could do it nice, you know, clean line quality audio what, and put their name on it. What I will say that Memphis has done is they have they have effectively gotten underneath the skin of Golden State. Because remember, Clay, like at the championship, took time out of his schedule <laughs> to talk about Memphis. You know? Right. So they've they've clearly annoyed. The, the Warriors. But I do think that it's interesting that whether it's Draymond or Clay, the clapbacks are coming fast and furious. I can't wait. There was this one player on the Grizzlies who tweeted strength in numbers after they beat us in the previous season, and it pissed me off so much. I can't wait to retweet that thing. Freaking bum. That, I had to watch that. I'm just like, this freaking cloud. Okay. 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 Sorry. Bye. See? Don't be sorry. Don't be sorry at all. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back on the Bernstein and Holmes show, we're going to talk to the Parkins and Spiegel show with Bernstein. Yeah, it's going to be Bernstein and Holmes doing transition with Bernstein and Spiegel. (laughs) Right? Dan's going to clone himself next here on The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now, with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.